Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is lovely and not rainy, on this Sunday, June 26th in the year 2022. And... I just want to make an announcement before we get into this week's astrology that I am raising prices as of July 1st, and I have announced this a lot on Instagram and on my uh, mailing list, and I wanted to let people know, my listening audience, that you can purchase uh, a bundle of sessions for astrology or emotional clearing at the current price and have them in your pocket for when the price goes up and there will be no expiration date on them. So I'm selling bundles of two and bundles of four and you can go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com and go to book online and they're there. You can also go to my Instagram and my stories and my offers. There's a, there's a stories of offers and you can click on those links and be able to buy the sessions and there won't be expirations dates. So you can five years from now, come to me and see me at the current price and I will have raised prices probably yet again at that point if you come in five years. I have not raised prices in many years, so it was about time to do that. And so I just want to let everyone know this little announcement. And if you have questions, you can always email me, deb at debmcbride.com, info at thegoldenastrologer.com, and uh, connect with me about it. If you want a specific package, I can work that out for you as well. Okay, on to the week ahead. Um, Neptune is stationing to go retrograde as we speak, and it will retrograde at 3.55 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday the 28th in the morning. Um, Neptune is an outer planet. It stays retrograde for about five months. It will, uh, you know, it's been starting this retrograde cycle, as we mentioned last week, it's slowing down, and it's kind of a a slippery planet. It doesn't exactly, it's not a big bang like, oh my God, Mercury's retrograde and already things are flying in the air. And you know, it's a, it's a quiet planet and it slips into retrograde and you're like, when did that happen? But if you feel a little topsy-turvy or not clear or emotional, because Neptune's in Pisces and it's like waves of emotion, the ocean of emotion, um, then you want to be aware of this and be connected to your emotions and ride the tides of this as it happens, okay? And, you know, maybe your sleep's a little disruptive because Neptune is the planet of sleep and dreams, and maybe you're a little confused about your dreams and your path and all and the things you want, and that happens too under Neptune going retrograde. Um it is, you know, a shifting of direction of the planet from our perception on the earth. So we go inward during these times and we sense and feel more about the connection to our emotions, our psyche, our, our intuition, our dreams, our, uh, the things that are veiled, the things that are not clear, the things that are visionary. And we go deeply centered and deeply within to connect to those things during the retrograde. So we are all welcome to turn inward and maybe you want to get more sleep during this time. Maybe it's like, I'm going to turn inward in my bed, you know? And, um, it's interesting. My, uh, one of my clients, um, from many years, for many years of my finance clients, she, uh, Myra Kalman has been, uh, working on these little projects, these booklet projects that she sells and she, through her website. And she just, 
issued one called bed and it's all about going to sleep and bed and what we you know how we feel in bed and why we go to bed and what bed brings us and it's it's this little booklet with her illustrations about bed and that's available on her website um and on her instagram and um but bed neptune is about bed too you know neptune if you have a strong neptune you want sleep you know if you've got neptune rising or neptune on an angle or something neptune on the sun you know some neptune conjunction you have natally if you have natally strong neptune you often want to sleep more so and just be you know just be so that's one of one of the things you can't ignore neptune neptune asks us to be rather than do, and especially in its own sign of Pisces, it's very important to be, rather than do, and it's it's necessary to connect with being, and beingness, and our beingness, and it's a great time to meditate, it's a great time to start a meditation practice, it's a great time to do visionary work, um, anything like that. Neptune is at 25 degrees of Pisces, and it is, you know, a planet that is um, that we might not think about sometimes because it's a bit invisible yeah, astrologically. The the nature of Neptune is it kind of floats in the room, floats out. Pisces floats in, floats out. So in this time, in these five months, this is a great time to really get deeply into meditation or sensitivity and explore those avenues and your your abilities, your intuition, and your visions. So. Absolutely. On the same day, Tuesday, we will have a new moon in the sign of Cancer because we are newly in the sign of Cancer. And um, this week we entered the sign of Cancer. The sun went into the sign of Cancer. And on Tuesday, the moon will enter Cancer at 7.53 a.m. Eastern Time. And we will have this new moon at 10.52 p.m. Eastern Time. The, sun, the moon will conjunct the sun. Now, what's interesting is they are at seven degrees of cancer. This is early cancer. So if you have a birthday coming up this week, it may be that you are, you know, connecting with your, uh, you know, lunar principles and connecting with this new moon. And, you know, um, sitting in sitting in the darkness right now this is the dark of the moon period and you know the moon belongs in cancer and so this is a special new moon it's the moon in its home sign and as we experience this new moon we may be particularly sensitive so i expect tuesday to be a very sensitive day be gentle with yourself these are sensitive moments, okay? Neptune turning retrograde. We may fret for unknown reasons. The moon, new moon in Cancer, in its own sign, fretting for unknown reasons. You know, you may want to crawl back into your shell or your bed and connect with your sensitivities and your emotions. You know, it's funny, you know, everybody thinks Costa Rica, you are in like the center of sunshine and, and, you know, beauty of, and the sun. And yeah, sometimes today it's been overcast most of the day, even though it didn't really rain, it's been overcast all day and it's chilly. So there's no sun and it makes you, you know, I made a nice hot cup of tea this afternoon. It makes you want to go back into bed or get your sweater and get your tea and curl up. <laughs> this is, this isn't a day to go out and like 
you know, not where I live anyway. I don't know what it's like up north in Guanacaste where it gets very, very hot. Maybe it's very hot up there. But today here, it's a cool day. I'm wearing long sleeves. It's it's a day to curl up and, you know, get cozy. That's Cancerian energy. That's the new moon in Cancer. That's make yourself a pot of soup. That's home-cooked food. This is time for self-nurture and time for comfort food and all those goody things. Now, the interesting thing that's going on is that Jupiter is in Aries and Jupiter is going to receive a square from both the sun and the moon on Tuesday. So Tuesday is a pretty active day, but it's interesting. You know, Jupiter's at seven, the sun and the moon will be at seven. So this is a new moon squaring Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Jupiter is the planet of openness. Now, <laughs> it's an Aries, right? So it wants to go out and expand in a fiery way. And, you know, we've all been a little plucky, a little punchy lately. And um, it just feels, you know, like the energy's a little, you know, growling a little bit. It's, it's Aries, right? The sun and the moon don't want that. The sun and the moon do not want that. They want to curl up with their cup of tea or their bowl of soup and in their sweater. <laughs> and um, I'm sure anyone listening to me up north is like, it's hot as hell up here, girl. <laughs> we don't want to curl up with a sweater and a bowl of soup. But, you know, okay, you want to curl up in your air conditioning. Um, but the sun and the moon are both going to make a square to Jupiter. So this is the difference between... Aries, which wants to go out and assert itself and say, yeah, I'm going to be like this. And then the cancer that's like, no, 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 no. I want to be with my family. I want to be cozy. I want to connect. I want to retreat. I want to crawl into my shell. And so don't feel forced. Don't feel forced and find the balance. Find the balance between asserting yourself and staying in your shell. The sun will square Jupiter at 8.59 p.m., almost 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and the moon will square Jupiter um, at 10.44 p.m. Eastern Time. And that is, you know, that's pretty late in the evening. Um, Jupiter is a lot of energy, especially in Aries. It's not, um, you know, it's not time to really, well, it depends on where you are in the world. If you're in Australia, that's a different hour, and you want to take action at that hour. This is you know, sort of making the experience between, um, you know, the gentility of cancer and the, and the punchiness and pluckiness of Aries, just sort of a balance between making that experience balanced, not allowing yourself to like be taken in either direction, but finding something smooth and squares aren't smooth. They're bumpy. So we have to just stay connected and be really, um, caring about ourselves during that time. Okay. And there may be a part of you like that, you know, or you may be part of your job or whatever is expecting you to be up and around and doing things at that time. And maybe not, you don't feel like it. So allow yourself the time to convalesce, allow yourself the time to make yourself a good meal or go get a good meal or have some friend make you a good 
home cooked meal and get some comfort food. And, you know, then there's also the other side of Jupiter that's, you know, expansive and wants to eat lots of comfort food. Like I'll have a second helping of mashed potatoes, please. Thank you. With gravy, extra gravy. Thank you. And it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's the other side of it. So feel into these um, emotions and allow them to be, and, you know, Maybe instead of the second helping of mashed potatoes, what is it that's going to nurture you in your life? What can you do for yourself? Maybe it's just take a hot bath or maybe it's just, um, you know, curl up with a book. Um, and just be aware. Just be aware, aware of your feelings, of your emotions. Now, the moon will have gone void 10.38 p.m., on Monday the 27th Eastern Time and won't go into Cancer till 7.53 a.m. So kind of while everyone's sleeping in that region of the world, um, it will be void and then, you know, Neptune will go retrograde and then the moon is going to go into Cancer. So we're going to feel <clears throat> more um, emotional on Tuesday, you know, and more sensitive. So just, just be aware of that. Also on Tuesday, Venus will sextile Jupiter. Venus and Gemini will sextile Jupiter in Aries. And that's a smooth aspect. And Venus and Jupiter are liking talking to one another. So that's a good thing. That's, you know, that's, that's going to help smooth things over. And, you know, maybe we'll want to talk about our feelings with someone, because someone understanding, because it's Venus and Jupiter and they're talking nicely to each other. And, and, and Venus is in Gemini. So she wants to talk and share with a friend. So this is good. And if you are the listening end of that conversation, be a good friend and be patient. Jupiter and Aries is not necessarily patient, but be good, be patient, be supportive. Okay. Okay. So that's part of it. Now, um, the other thing is that's happening this week is that Mars in Aries is squaring Pluto in Capricorn on Friday, July 1st. And that's an interesting relationship. And we're going to talk about Mars for a bit. Um, so Mars reaches its own sign or any sign for that matter once every two years. And Mars is in Aries and it's been in Aries and we've talked about Mars being in Aries. And this is really the last full week of Mars in Aries. Mars is going into Taurus on 4th of July, Monday, the 4th of July. So a week from tomorrow, Mars will enter Taurus, well, in the Pacific time zone. In the middle of the night between Monday and Tuesday in the Eastern time zone, it will enter Taurus. So next week, it's going into Taurus, not this coming week. Um, so this is the last week of Mars in Aries now. Mars squares Pluto. Mars in Aries squaring Pluto in Capricorn. Mars in Aries wants to buck the system that Pluto in Capricorn is setting up. The, you know, the government, the patriarchy, the whoever's in control. And so there's some real deep, you know, anger surfacing with Mars squaring Pluto. And the other thing is, it doesn't have to be angry. It can be like, dissatisfaction or but or just sort of a general um wanting to speak up and be heard and the these are tough planets because mars and pluto are sort of octaves of each. mars is the lower octave of pluto pluto is the higher octave of mars they both connect with scorpio pluto doesn't really connect with aries but you know 
they are together, they can be dramatic. And they don't have to be explosive, but it can be dramatic. Now, I advise everyone during Mars and Pluto squares that happen, you know, every now and again, that they should be very keenly aware of their feelings. Now, in this instance, of course, earlier in the week, we're going to have that nice, juicy new moon squaring Jupiter. But if you don't deal with your feelings, they come out during Mars-Pluto. What do you mean? No. You know, no, 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 no. we can't do that. <laughs> so we have to be very acutely aware of where we're dissatisfied, where we may be angry, where we, you know, I think a lot of us have been hot under the collar with Mars and Aries. And I have certainly felt hot under the collar. And it's just, it's coming to an end. Mars is going into Taurus. Mars doesn't love Taurus, but I think it'll slow down and, and sort of calm down and get a little more grounded in Taurus. But it's going to square that Pluto. Now, let's go back. And I talked about this on my Instagram yesterday, but it's the remember when game of cycles of Mars. Mars goes places every two years. So if it's in Aries now, it was in Aries, you know, a year and a half to two years ago. The second half of 2020, Mars went retrograde. And the second half of this year, Mars is going to go retrograde. Actually, October 30th, Mars will go retrograde in Gemini. But Mars was retrograde in its own sign in Aries at the end of 2020. It went into Aries and turned around and went retrograde at the end of Aries. So remember 2020? Remember that, well, first of all, Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. So it was in Capricorn in 2020. And it wasn't alone. It had Jupiter in Capricorn with it. It had Saturn in Capricorn with it. And they were on and off all conjunct each other. And in September of 2020, Mars squared Pluto, but also squared Jupiter and squared Saturn. That was tough. There was a lot going on at the end of 2020, and it continued to happen because in September, it got they got squared, like the end of August, early September, Mars squared those planets, then went retrograde sometime in September, and then in October, I think it was, yeah, it was October, squared those planets again, and then came back, went direct November 13th, 2020, and came back and squared those planets a third time. But by the time Mars got back to where those planets were, it was squaring Pluto in December. And then it's those guys, Jupiter and Saturn, remember Jupiter and Saturn conjunct at the end of 2020? Yes, they already went into Aquarius. Jupiter and Saturn had gone into Aquarius by the end of 2020, and it wasn't until Mars went into Taurus in January of 2021 that it squared those other two planets. So it squared Pluto three times at the end of 2020. So now I ask you, what was going on for you in 2020? Because not only is Mars going to square Pluto again, but Mars is now traveling over the place it was in 2020, at the end of 2020. And where it went three times. So the last time we had this visit of Mars to its own sign of Aries, it marched along till it reached those three planets, made the square, which is a challenging relationship, and lots of stuff was going on in the world at the end of 2020. Where do you live? What was going on 
in your world and what was going on in your personal world. What happened for you then? Did you take control somewhere? Did you take back your power somewhere? Did you feel that it was necessary to stand up for yourself and find a way through something then? I know for me, I had to take some, what was, I would call subtle action that was quietly done, but was like what they call a velvet hammer. And it was putting the end, putting an end to something that needed an end to it, you know, and it was in the spirit world. It was not, um, it was not like, you know, at my job or anything with a client or anything like that. No, it was all spiritual energy and it was profound, but I finally found my way to get through that and get where I needed to go. And it was a real big challenge and a big lesson for me, but it, it worked. And even though Mars was retrograde, I did what I needed to do. Now, what were you doing back then? And I realized this the other night. I'm like, wow, this is, this is, we're revisiting this place. This was a powerful thing. Mars in its own sign is always powerful. But then when it gets entangled with these other planets, like they got, it's not going to mess with Saturn and Jupiter now. Um, it'll square Saturn eventually when it gets through Taurus, but later in Taurus. But it's going to square that Pluto again like it did three times in 2020. So, and 2020 was a hot year. We all know that. So what was going on for you? And um, where did you have to take some action? Where did you have to take action with non-action? Where did you have to come through the back door? And that is a Mars retrograde. Sometimes you have to come through the back door. And think about it because Mars is going retrograde again. So we're revisiting this. It's not like Mars isn't going retrograde soon. It is. It's going to go retrograde in October. And, you know, we're already approaching July. The year is half over. And we're two signs away from where it's going retrograde. So it's fresh in our memories, 2020. And it's fresh on our plate. What did you have to do? Where did things, you know, start to, where did you shift things? Maybe behind the scenes, maybe in a subtle way, but we all had to do something. So I expect that that story may continue now as we square Pluto. And then later when we get Mars into Gemini, which is going to happen, I think in August, um, Mars will go into Gemini and then get revved up and, um, you know, get ready for its entry into the retrograde. So here we are. We're, we're looking at that right now. Mars is a plucky little planet. It's about assertion. It's about being a warrior. Maybe you had to be a warrior, warrior in a non-warrior kind of way or a subtle warrior. Maybe you had to take spirit and not go direct. You know, this is the nature of a Mars retrograde. And this is where Mars was three times. This was tough stuff in 2020. And tough lessons were learned and we're now looking at the lessons, what the results of those lessons were. And we are now coming to terms with what the results of those lessons were at the end of 2020. We are looking at what we did and where we are now and what's about to happen. And don't be surprised if like you start to see, if maybe you didn't see the, the, vic the victory just right after that, but now you're going to see it, or you're starting to see it, or you're starting to feel it. Maybe it, it took a couple of years to blossom, but here we are. So, um, 
yeah, this is, this is deep. This is deep. Pluto is deep. Mars and Pluto are really deep. You know, it's a good relationship if you know you're if you have it in your chart and you like are a surgeon that's a great aspect to have if you're a surgeon you know it means you can handle it you want somebody with those kinds of aspects in their chart because they are the people that can handle those things somebody's got to do that job right i can't do that job um but someone can be you know a cardiovascular surgeon with a mars pluto in their chart good for them they they need to use up that energy somehow some way these are the people who go to war, you know, um, I had the occasion, uh, the last time I got a new computer from Apple, I had to call customer support there and, you know, their tech support, which is really excellent. And I don't work for Apple, but you know, <laughs> and I had the occasion of a guy in their tech support who helped me because I was having problems with a new co converting the, you know, information over to my new computer. The email got stuck and this guy said, don't worry, I'm going to stay with you. And he worked with me and I was actually had ways to call him back or contact him. And we made arrangements to meet again on the phone after I had gotten like a wire or a cable and we like worked together to, to straighten this all out and he was an ex-marine and he said don't worry I'm not gonna leave you behind we're gonna get this job done I'm an ex-marine I don't leave anybody behind and so I actually in the course of the conversation because there was like downtime we had to wait for things to happen and you look things to upload and download and all that stuff um he <laughs> he, he, I, of course, asked his birth time and everything. And so we, I looked at his chart and this guy had a warrior chart. He had been, I think he was in Iraq and he was someone who had the chart of a warrior and it was really, he was, he just plowed right through this problem, but his energy needed to be expended in a way that was warrior-like and it was good for him to go into the armed services I don't remember. He was a Marine. That's right. He said he was a Marine. And be in the armed forces um, working through, you know, working that energy out of his system, you know. Those people need to do those kinds of things. Um, it's not good for them. You know, maybe they're real big athletes or something, too. They can do that. But very powerful energy. Mars, Pluto. We're seeing it again. Be very aware of this. And be careful. Don't say things you regret later. Don't want, don't, like force yourself into situations you don't want to be in and don't don't like don't get punchy with people stand back observe yourself think about two years ago and work through this okay the rest of the week what have we got um right now the moon is in the sign of gemini and like i said it's going to go void of course tomorrow night the 27th and then go into um cancer when it's going to be a new moon and then eventually we'll be in cancer on wednesday and cancer on thursday and it's going to oppose pluto thursday it's going to oppose pluto on thursday 4 14 p.m eastern time and then it will go void and then it will go into the sign of leo at 8 40 p.m so it'll be void for like four and a half hours or something um eastern time 8 40 p.m thursday night so but you know the moon is opposing Pluto and that means it's it's going to be squaring Mars at 2 17 p.m eastern time so you know there's a t-square there so that energy of Mars and Pluto is going to start before Mars and Pluto on Friday you'll feel it Thursday and don't be surprised if things peak on Thursday um it will go into the sign of Leo and it will go into Leo and then you know the moon and and uh, moon will trine Mars on Sunday the third so you know because Mars is in 
Aries and the moon will be in Leo. But the Mars energy will be present for a couple days with Pluto. So, yeah, we're going to get some moon-Mars-Pluto action on Thursday and then Mars-Pluto action on Friday and moon will be in Leo, which is a little more supportive. And then we are going to uh, see the moon leave Leo on Sunday the 3rd. It'll enter Virgo at 8.31 a.m. and it's going to go void, of course, at like 6 a.m. after it trines Mars on and that's all Eastern time on Sunday morning. So, you know, you've got a weekend with the moon in Leo. That's That should be fun. And that's for going out and having fun. And in the Northern Hemisphere in the United States, it is 4th of July weekend. And so that's a great thing, you know, moon in Leo. That is for parties and barbecues. And I hope you all have a great time. Um, so, and that's it. We are going to go into this nice Neptune retrograde. We're going to have this nice new moon. And then, you know, that's early in the week. And then things get a little edgy as we get into Thursday and Friday. So just be aware of that. Okay. And if you would like to have a session with me, you can go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com and uh, book a session, book online. If you'd like to see me on Instagram and hear what I have to say, I'll be talking about all these things again during the week. Uh, you can see that at The Golden Astrologer. And if you would like to uh, reach out to me, it's deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And I am here on this podcast every Sunday. Early in the week, it's going to be this smooth, watery energy, and later in the week, it's going to be a little more cardinal, initiative, you know, punchy. So let's get through this. Let's talk about it during the week, and you can always message me through Instagram as well. And that's about it. So I wish you all a lovely, lovely week, a beautiful holiday weekend next weekend if you are celebrating that. I thank you all for listening. Much gratitude to each and every one of you. And may you have a lovely, lovely, beautiful week, a beautiful new moon. Don't forget to do a manifestation, a wish on this new moon in Cancer. The moon is in its own sign. Very powerful, very important. So take your take your manifestation outdoors and stand on the grass and be with Mother Nature during this new moon. And I wish you all a beautiful week. Thank you for listening.